Good morning. I don't, like, my heart is so, so full. Like, my mama heart, watching y'all, even though ours is not there, ours is older, like, my mama heart's just like, oh, mom and dad's grandparents. And then my teacher heart, for those who have taught, are like, oh my gosh, yes, look at that. Five, four days in that. And then my pastor heart, I've got multiple hearts. It's one, but it's got multiple components. Um, it's just like to get to be part of a community of faith like this. And I wanna, I wanna say something to you all, and I know there are other kids in here, but like how you sang, don't ever stop doing that. Like it was just oozing out of you that you believe that. Don't ever stop believing that. You just keep singing like that. And for us adults, that's worship. That isn't with all the hindrances and the restrictions that life gives us. Like that's all out worship without thinking about who's sitting around us, who's watching us. It's just praising God. I want y'all to remember what you sang. Like when you talked about that God will run after you. Anybody in this room, has God run after you before? I'm it. I'm the only one. Yeah, he runs after us. So I just want to thank Haley and Olivia and everybody that was a part of VBS this week. It was truly an honor. And kids, I'm going to need your help here in a few minutes in the midst of the sermon. So help me out. Don't leave, don't leave me hanging like they just did when I asked if they'd ever been, God's ever run after them. We're in the midst of a series about how God surprises us. And let's be honest, I feel guilty. I said this last week. I feel guilty that God surprises me because he's God. Should I not just know God's gonna do big things all the time? But just like what we witnessed up here, like is that a surprise as much as it's just God's goodness? And there's a part of God's goodness that includes his commands. And some of us, as soon as I say command, you think rules. And if you're like me, when I hear rules, I go, hmm, I'm a rebel from way back. I like suggestions. I like choices. But today we're going to talk about commands. Our scripture reading today will be read not by me, gratefully, right? We've got the kids that are going to be reading today. I want to give you a little context. I think it's always important that we talk about the context of scripture. It's from 1 John. Tradition believes that the book of John, the gospel, is written most tradition believes that it's written by John who was a disciple and that first John is also written by that same disciple. The audience that John was writing to in first John is believers in the area of the church of Ephesus and there was some teaching that was going on that was saying that Jesus wasn't fully human or fully divine. He wasn't both. And so that's the goal of this author. And we're going to be focused on today about what 1 John 5, 1 through 5 talks about commands. So please hear the word of God. Scripture reading today is from 1 John chapter 5, 1 through 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born from God. Whoever loves someone who is a parent loves the child born to the parent. This is how we know that we love the children of God. When we love and keep God's commandments, this is the love of God, 
we keep God's commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. Because everyone who is born from God defeats the world. And this is the victory that has defeated the world. Our faith. Who defeats the world? Is it the one who believes that Jesus is God's son? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. I want you, as you are able, to please stand. And I want you to turn to someone you did not come with and say either good morning or God loves you. Good morning, Katie. God loves you. You may be seated. All right, let's be honest. As soon as I said, please stand, some of y'all could not wait. Many of you were like, she doesn't know. We don't stand right now. Someone forgot to tell her. And then when I said you needed to speak to someone else, the introverts in the room went, no. And some of y'all could not wait. You went to more than one person. I just gave you commands. I asked you to stand. I asked you to talk to each other. And I asked you to sit down. Let's talk about what commands are. Commands are like guardrails. They guide us. One of the first sermons I ever heard Andy Stanley preach, he, it, was, it was a series called Guardrails. And he talks about the purpose of guardrails, that they keep us in the center. They keep us on the path. They keep us on the road. Last month, my husband and I were in Montana, and we were in Glacier National Park. And the, the road to the sun is this road that goes from east to west or west to east. And it goes around the edge of the mountain, and there are significant drop-offs. I just need y'all to know I have a little fear of heights. I was so grateful for the guardrails, that I knew that if we veered off, they would at least, it may, we may have impact, but they should keep us on the road and not allow us to go over. In Montana as well, we drove on a road outside of Glacier National Park that had these sticks. They were not guardrails. They couldn't have kept me from falling off the edge, much less our car. And as I shared with my husband my concern about this, and that he needed to keep his eyes on the road and not look at the beautiful mountains, we saw a car that was over the edge. And that was like the last thing I needed to see. It had been there a while, like they hadn't gotten to it yet. Obviously, I believe that people were out. But you see, guardrails play a role. They're important. They keep us on the road. God's commands are the same way. They keep us on the road. They keep us aligned with God. It's important that we have these guardrails. Let's think about some of the commandments that we know about. Some examples of commandments in scripture that may come to mind are what? The 10 
commandments. Very good. The Ten Commandments. And I'm going to say them in King James Version. Do you all ever have trouble? You're like, that's how we learned them and that's the way they're said. Thou shalt not what? Kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not. You should have no other gods before God. Keep the Sabbath. Honor your father and mother. Like these are commandments that God gave Moses to the Israelites. We see them found in both Exodus and Deuteronomy. Like these are core beliefs about how to live our lives. The whole we should have no other God but God. It's easy for us to go, well, yeah, they had like golden cows and stuff like that. We don't have that now. Oh, but we have. We have our idols in our life. Those things that get most of our time and our money and our effort and our thinking. And we think about how God's commands guide us. They keep us on the path. Thou shalt not kill. It seems pretty basic. We see though in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, we have the Sermon on the Mount. And this is Jesus talking to the disciples. It says, he went up on the mountain Kind of sounds like the language back in Exodus where Moses went up on the mountain. And this is what Jesus says in Matthew 6. He said, you've heard it said, don't kill 10 commandments. I say, don't be angry. I'm like, can we just be with the kill thing? Because I think I got that. But the anger thing, you see, Jesus brought it up a notch in his commands. He said, you've heard it said, once again, Old Testament commandments, you've heard it said to, to love and th- love others, but hate your enemies. I tell you to love your enemies. God, let's go back. Jesus, let's go back. Let's do the 10 commandments. Because Jesus brought it up a bit that we are to love our enemies. Who are our enemies? And we're to love them. You see, these commandments keep us on the road. They guide us as we walk through life. Commands guide us. Now, just as you had the experience, whatever it was that you felt when I asked you to stand up, God's commands can feel inconvenient and uncomfortable But 1 John reminds us, 1 John 5 reminds us that God's commands are not burdensome. I think about carrying bricks and that they're really heavy. God's commands are not burdensome. They're not to weigh us down at all. They are to guide us. You may be familiar with the scripture, Matthew 11. It says, this is Jesus speaking Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Do God's commands ever feel heavy? They may feel inconvenient uncomfortable, but they're not burdensome. 
couple of weeks ago, I went to a doctor's appointment and I was blown away by how quickly they got me from the check-in desk to the waiting area, to the exam room, to the doctor coming in, to me walking out the door headed to check-in. I was like, this is amazing. I was like 10 minutes early. You know, they asked you to be 15. I was about 10. But from the time I walked in until the time I was headed to check out, it was maybe 20, 25 minutes. And like, I felt like I got care. I didn't feel like they were rushing me through. I had a conversation with the doctor. And then I got to check out. And it took a while. And in my head, I am going, I cannot believe, I cannot believe it took me this is, it's taken me longer for you to schedule a six-month appointment, but they don't have a calendar that goes six months out, but they're scheduling me six months out. Details, right? They can't read the doctor's handwriting. The person's new. The printer's not working. It's this long list of reasons that it is taking me 20 minutes to check out. And I'm going, is there anybody from Concord around here if I say something? I just want to check. So that was kind of a guardrail for me. Like that reminder, it shouldn't be just that one of you all's around and I'm getting ready to say something obnoxious. It's that as I thought it through, like how do I treat this person? Like in the whole scheme of things, 20 minutes isn't that long. But you see, this is the application of following God's commands. Not just when I'm sitting in a Sunday school class, not just when I'm here in the, in the worship, but day in and day out, God's commands are not burdensome. As I left that doctor's office, I didn't know an amends. I didn't have to call back and apologize to anybody for how I acted. I was able to stay between the guardrails. What about you? Day in and day out. How are you keeping God's commands? And are they giving you freedom? Because they are freeing. At the heart of God's commands is they are rooted in God's love and they require actions of love. And the way we think about that here is prayers, presence, gifts, and service. We are reading today was from 1 John 5. If you go back to 1 John 4, which I highly recommend that you do, and you read, it talks in there about God's love. It says that God is love. It says God's love is demonstrated by the fact that he sent Jesus Christ. He sent his one and only son to be with us. It says that God loves us first. Not that we have to get all cleaned up and we have to act just right and then God loves us. In, in Methodism, in Wesleyan theology, we know it is provenient grace that God loves us first. No matter where you are in your life, no matter what is going on, you need to hear these words that God loves you. And if you have all these reasons why he shouldn't love you, if only he knew, he does and he loves us anyways. God's commands are rooted in God's love. And it says in 1 John 4 and in other places as well. In fact, Jesus calls it the new commandment that we are to love others. And that is through taking 
action. Love God and love others. Mark 12 tells us this. When Jesus was asked by a teacher of the law what the greatest commandment is, he answered, you'll have only one God. Love God and love others. And so our daily practices, our daily living need to be rooted in loving God and loving others. If we're trying to make a decision, our decision-making should be, am I, is, does, this, does this love God or, and or does this love others? Like those are the guidance that our, God's commands give us. That is the goodness of God's commands. We think of this through prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. They are our membership vows. Not because we're like, we need to do something. It's because it's rooted in scripture. What we do here is rooted in scripture. Prayers, it's loving God and it's loving others. Have you prayed this morning? Have you prayed yet? It's keeping God's commands. It's loving God, it's loving others. Presence, you are obviously present, so check that one off. And it's not a checklist, it's a way of being, it's a way of living. Present in worship, in, in not just showing up, but engaging in worship. Like there are people in, the, in this world that doing this is hard. I don't know about you, I didn't check behind my shoulder today when I pulled out of the driveway to see if I was going to get arrested for going to church. Presence. Presence in small groups. Presence. Gifts. It's giving of our, our tithes and our offerings. It is giving of our time. It is giving. It is loving God and it is loving others. It is serving. It's, it's kind of scandalous to say this in Knoxville, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Like, you can, volunteering is one thing, and it's great. Go volunteers. And yet, what we are called to do is we are called to serve. We are called to serve out of God's love for us, and it is loving God and loving others. Those folks who are in Guatemala representing Concord right now, they are loving God and they are loving others. Those 140-something adults who were volunteer servants here last week with Vacation Bible School, that is serving. It is loving God and loving others. It's not checking the box that I volunteered. It is loving God and loving others. It is keeping God's commands. And witness, it is sharing Christ. It is talking about God's love for us. It's that when you're in conversation, you're talking about what is going on in your life and you are giving God credit and you're sharing what Christ is doing in your life. You see, those are actions rooted in God's love. It's keeping his commands. These gods that aren't burdensome, that are rooted in love, and require actions of love by his commandments. Now, kids, this is where I need your help. What was our focus this week? Shine Jesus' light. So the focus, you have, we have some of our folks, some of our props up here. I really wish I could drive the car, but I don't think I can fit in it, potentially. 
but had a big week. It was stellar VBS, and the focus was shine Jesus light. And I'm going to give you some examples about what we focused on. This is where I'm going to need your help. When life feels dark, when people don't get along, when good things happen, when people need help, our dog got skunked Thursday morning. At 4.45 in the morning, my husband and I are washing the dog in the backyard, lathering the dog in the backyard. And do you know that all I could think of was, it, it just becomes a part of you. I had kids talking on Wednesday night, parents sharing stories about kids saw an insect and they were like, shine Jesus light. Like, think about that. Think about that if in our lives, as we are walking through life, as we think about how God's commands keep us on the road, they keep us on the path. How they aren't burdensome, they may be uncomfortable, they may be inconvenient, that they are rooted in God's love and they require actions of love. And instead of our first thought being, I can't believe this happened at 4.45 in the morning of all days, this wasn't on the calendar. But to be able to experience that and just, just be in the moment, a peace that passes all understanding. Shining Jesus light. And as Sabina talked about, please look at the stars and the artwork. Those stars talk about God sightings where kids and adults saw God last week. When's the last time you had a God sighting? When's the last time your lens was to look for God? Start thinking about that. Start seeing the world through the lens of God's goodness and God's commands. And as we started with the standing up and speaking to someone, just want to remind you about the 10-foot rule. I call it the 10-foot principle if anybody needs it to be called something other than rule. And the three-minute rule. Following the command of God to love God and love others we're asking you to show up three minutes, sorry, three minutes early, not 33, and stay three minutes after and speak to the people within 10 feet of you. It's welcoming. You don't have to have, I know some of y'all are like, that's not my gift, Brooke. Loving God and loving others isn't a gift, it's a command. It's shining Jesus' light. And may we seek to do that when we're in this room and each day and each moment we're out there on the days we feel it and the days we don't. Because the goodness of God's commands are God's. They are not burdensome. They are rooted in God's amazing love through us, for us through Jesus Christ. And they require us to take action. May we be willing to do that and shine Jesus' light. Let us pray. Oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer, we take a deep breath 
and we give thanks for you. We thank you for your incredible love for us, how you guide us with your commands. And they sometimes make us feel uncomfortable and they sometimes feel inconvenient, yet they are never burdensome. Lord, may we focus on loving you and loving others and shining your light. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Concord United Methodist Church. This podcast is a ministry of Concord United, and we would love to hear from you. To contact us, please send an email to podcasts at concordunited.org with sermons in the subject line. For more information about Concord United, including worship times, service opportunities, mission efforts, and classes, please visit our website at concordunited.org. We also invite you to download and enjoy our daily devotional podcasts presented by the pastors and members of Concord United. Finally, we would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review of this podcast so that others can discover it and benefit from it.